0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another Morning with the Masters, where we devote ourselves to the Lord daily with you. It's just me today, folks, because Tori called it an early night, and I said, hey, no worries. I got this, and it's actually a really fun and exciting day because we're picking up a new devotional that I'm not sure if we have read before with you all, but it's titled New Morning Mercies by Paul David Tripp, and it's actually Tori and I's favorite devotional that we wish we would actually read more on the Mornings with the Masters podcast, but the reason we don't is because it's actually pretty dense, and sometimes reading it aloud can make it hard for others to understand what exactly we're saying because the author is just so smart. So I just wanted to come out there and say that that I want to pray for your patience as I work through this um as I work through this devotional. And I also just ask you that hey if you are getting lost a little bit in it just feel free to rewind it a little bit. I'm reading July 3rd's date and it's titled Jesus paid it all there are no bills due for your sin. You are now free to simply trust and obey. And it says this, Stop trying to earn something from God. Stop trying to gain more of his acceptance. Stop trying to earn God's favor. Stop trying to win his allegiance. Stop trying to do something that would pay him back for his blessing. Stop trying to morally Buy your way out of his anger. Stop trying to reach a level where you will know lasting peace with him. Just stop trying. Just stop. So many Christians load onto their shoulders a burden that they do not have to bear. They get up every morning and pick up a heavy load of trying somehow, some way, to achieve something with God. They work hard to exercise what they do not have in hopes that they can achieve what is impossible, and it simply cannot work. So where does all this lead? It leads to either us having a scary pride of self-righteousness where we're constantly patting ourselves on our back, and we have no problem judging those who have not achieved our level of righteousness, or it pushes us to fear and discouragement a culture of people who don't run to God with their sin because we're afraid of him. Paul wipes out this distorted, debilitating, "find your own way into grace culture with a striking economy of words. Galatians 3.11 says, Now it is evident that no one is justified before God by the law. It is a statement that requires no preamble and no amendment. No one is ever accepted by God because he or she has kept the law. No one. That's it. No compromises and no deals are needed. They are not needed because first, it is impossible to buy your way into God's favor because sin makes you a lawbreaker. And second, most importantly, your bills were fully and completely paid in the single payment of the cross of Jesus Christ. Christ did not make the first payment on your moral mortgage, quote-unquote. He paid your entire moral mortgage in one single payment so that you could live in relationship to God debt-free forever. God's law is not your payment plan because there is no payment plan when the demands of a mortgage have been satisfied once and forever in one single payment. So stop trying to measure up to get whatever from God. Stop hiding from him when you mess up. Stop comparing yourself to other people, wondering if God loves you less because you're not as good as them. And when you sin, don't pretend you didn't. Don't panic and don't hide. Run to Jesus and receive mercy in your time of need, the kind of mercy he paid for you to have. I really love this devotional because it's such a great reminder that we all need I remember whenever I was living in New York City and I was actually really struggling in sin, I would fall into it so easy and then I would spiral further into it because after I committed a sin, I didn't want to go to the Lord. I felt like a hypocrite. I didn't want to pray. I didn't want to put on worship music. I didn't want to talk to people from church. I didn't want to go to church. I didn't want to do any of that. I just wanted to hide in isolation and the isolation kind of made me want to do other things. It pushed me into other sin, which is literally the opposite of what God wants for our life. And so I finally opened up and talked to my pastor about it, and he gave me some advice that I still practice to this very day, and it was so important for me. And let me just clarify what I'm about to say, that this is not a ticket for us to abuse God's grace. This is a way for us to receive God's grace, knowing that we can't earn it. We receive it from him. And so what my pastor had shared with me, he was like, Chad, the next time you sin, I want you to say this out loud. Say this exactly. God has never loved me more than this moment. He does not love me less right now. And then as I did that, I started to feel like I could connect with God and go to him as a loving father and and repent. Don't forget, we need to repent and turn from sin. This is not something like a get-out-of-jail-free card Right? We need to actively be trying to be molded into the image of Christ, but that happens through his Holy Spirit, and it happens by living free in the freedom that he has set for us. And whenever we realize that sin is actually us trying to take control of our lives, trying to take control of our feelings and trying to feel something that God has already given us for free, we are free from the clutch of sin. We are free from needing to fall into that and just do it because we want to feel something when God's like, no, you're actually free from that. Galatians 5.1 says, it is for freedom that I've set you free. Therefore, do not yoke yourselves to the chains of slavery again. And so the more I started to take the sting out of that sin, I I stopped going on that spiral into other sins and more sins and isolation. It helped me kick that right away. And so that was a big encouragement for me, and I hope it is for you too. I'm going to go and pray out. Lord, we just want to be open with you, Lord. Thank you for allowing us to be open with you. You are a holy and righteous God, Lord. We are not but we are perfectly loved by you, God. Would you help us to come to you with our sin, Lord? Would you help us to come to you with our pride, with our envy, with our bitterness, with our jealousy, with our hatred, with our anything that we have, God, that's not of you? Would you help us to be open with you about it, God? Would you help us feel confident knowing that we can trust that you're going to receive it with love, Lord, and not... Um, where we have to feel um, like ashamed to coming and asking for forgiveness from you, God. There are so many ways where we are guilty, Lord, but we don't want to fall into a pattern of shame or we're hiding from you, God, because that's the enemy getting what he wants, Lord. So will you please sit with us in our hardships, God, and encourage us to confess to you. And Lord, I equally pray for you to empower us with your Holy Spirit to resist the temptations, to fight sin, God, to stand up on your holy word, God, and use it as a weapon to defeat the enemy, Lord. We know that you're going to do this, Lord, and we thank you for it. Your sons and me pray. Amen. Amen, right, y'all. Now's that perfect time to break out the worship music, break out the journal, and continue pressing to the Lord's grace that he gives us freely. And don't forget that you are God's masterpiece. And don't forget that we love you. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Adios. Adios.